0: All aboard for a Victory Monday! Oh shit, Uh, I didn't know I was going to last 20 seconds in that, but it is Victory Monday here in Cincinnati as your Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24, and this is your podcast recap of the game. Yes, I'm doing this earlier. You know why? Because I think we all are really fired up about this victory. Not only that we beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This is three in a row in a calendar year against the Chiefs, guys. This Bengals team has the Kansas City Chiefs number. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Who sounds like Kermit the Frog. I'm not trying to hate on that man. Because I actually like Mahomes. I I like his game. Good person. Great player. Travis Kelsey. A UC guy. Love him. And then you got McKinnon. And then Pistachio. You got Juju Smith. They have a good team. And they have a solid defense as well. With all that being said. Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. In the calendar year. Not only did the Bengals win this game, they also snapped the Kansas City Chiefs' 26-game regular season winning streak in November and December. The Bengals, they snapped that. By the way, for the Chiefs to win 26 games in a row in November and December, that's hella impressive. But damn, you gotta give the Bengals credit. Like I saw that stat while watching the game on CBS... Yesterday, And I'm like, really? 26 games in a row? Wow. So, this is a, definitely a significant win for the Bengals. Now, everyone say, is this a rivalry? And then you heard Jim Nance and Tony Romo in the booth for CBS calling the game. The number one announcing team. Which, by the way, Tony Romo, he's, he's a good announcer. Good analysis. But my goodness, this man was sucking off the Chiefs, especially Mahomes, so much during this game that I almost wanted to throw up while watching this game. Like, dude, you really wanted the Chiefs to win this game, and I don't know what his beef with the Bengals. Like, I know he loves saying Jamar Chase because you know Chase on the case. He said that when the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year in Week 17, the first matchup. Because Chase went off for 266 in that game. But my goodness, this man, he just loves Mahomes. And like I said, Mahomes is a great football player. But golly, like every single time. It's like when the Bengals do something good, he's like, oh, that's good. And then Mahomes, oh my gosh, Mahomes, nine-yard gain. you did get the first down. So chill the fuck out. Oh, I like Jim Nance. He's one of the best announcers in the game. And... Uh, you know we're going to hear, Nance and Romo will call in the Bengals game in the new future. It could, be for, it, could be for, it could be after the regular season. It could be in the playoffs, definitely. Or it could be before the regular season ends. It could be that Ravens game. Who knows? Ah, shit. I forgot. They're going to announce the Tampa Bay game when the Bengals go to Tampa in two weeks. Because it's Burr versus Brady. And I know Romo loves him some Tom Brady, so fuck, another suck-off contest coming up. Man. But other than that, guys, is this a rivalry between the Bengals and Chiefs? Now, in order for a rivalry to happen, you have to win, right? So the Bengals are 3-0 against the Chiefs with Joe Burr as their quarterback, I think it's a rivalry when it comes to the magnitude of the games. Like, the first matchup last year in the regular season, Week 17, the Bengals needed to win the AFC North. So, they needed to win that game in order for them to win it. Or, say if they lost that game, then they have to go to Cleveland the next week to clinch that. And you know the Bengals' history against the Browns lately. Shit. So, the Bengals had a lot riding that game. But also, the Chiefs came into that game as well with the number one seed. And they wanted to hold that number one seed. And I believe they did, right? We're... Yeah, because the Bengals did win. T- yeah, well, no, 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 no. The Titans. I keep, forgetting this, that, I keep forgetting that the Tennessee Titans was the number one seed last year in the playoffs. So the Chiefs lost that game to the Bengals. So that dropped them out of the one seed. And they were the two seed. Didn't really matter because they still hosted the AFC title game and lost. And the way the Bengals won the second meeting for the AFC title is that they were down 21-3. And they tied for the largest comeback in conference championship game history. Remember the Patriots and Colts, the 2006 AFC title game? The Patriots got up 21-6. to No, I believe it was 21-3. The Colts got a field goal. Before halftime, but it was 21 3, and the Colts were their home team, and they overcame an 18 point deficit to beat the Patriots and move on to the Super Bowl where they beat the Chicago Bears in Miami. And then in this second meeting, third meeting, I'm sorry, yesterday, Chiefs came in this game 9 and 2, Bengals winners 7 of 9. I think the Bengals wanted to prove, like, hey, last year, was not a fluke, and everybody was saying like, well, there's no way the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs three times in a row. And it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. That's why I picked the Chiefs to win this game. But I wasn't going to be surprised if the Bengals won. But the Bengals pulled it off. You know what's crazy? In these three meetings, the final score, the margin of victory by the Bengals had been three points. First meeting, 34-31. Second meeting, 27-24 in overtime. And then this one last night, 27-24. So every game is coming down to the wire, no matter what. And I don't I think it's a rivalry to the point of, of just how even match, evenly matched these teams are. They're so evenly matched. And Burrow and Mahomes is going to be the matchup for the next 5-plus years, 10-plus years, hopefully. Jesse Bates said this past week that Mahomes and Burrow is starting to feel like Manny and Brady back in the day when the Colts and Patriots had their little rivalry as well. Are we getting that feel with Burrow and Mahomes? Kind of, but we'll see. We'll see. Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Burrow has been to the Super Bowl, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. So, we'll see. The Chiefs are good against any team in the NFL. But they can't get through the Bengals. They can't. So, until the Chiefs win a game, I don't really declare this as a rivalry, but... It's a rivalry to the extent that they're just so evenly matched. And these games are so close that it could have gone either way. The Chiefs could be 3-0 against the Bengals right now. But the Bengals know how to beat the Chiefs in their own game. Especially stopping them in offense and how high power they are. Gotta give the Bengals credit. You have to. Now, I believe the Bengals have shut down the Super Bowl hangover. Listen. Listen. I think that's all done. Even if they would have lost that game to the Chiefs last night, I still think that the Super Bowl hangover has been done with. The Bengals are legit contenders to return to the big game. Yes, I can see the Bengals playing in Glendale, Arizona on February. Bengals are that good, guys. And their quarterback, Joe Burr, is playing at an MVP rate, and he deserves his respect. And also, during the stretch, they had Jamar Chase for four games, and they went 3-1. and one. Yes, that one loss was the Halloween Massacre in Cleveland, but their offense was still ex- explosive without Jamar Chase, and now he's back. Joe Mixon's been out for these last two games with a concussion. He hasn't cleared the protocol yet. But Samajay Piran is playing out of this world, and he's been a godsend for this Bengals running game. T. Higgins proving he's a, definitely a number one receiver in any team. He's been playing well these last three games. The Bengals' defense just continues to grind and continues to play well. They don't have the flashy names, as everyone see When they see a defensive team, they think, oh, they got to have the, that, that star player. The Bengals have good players on defense and solid players but they have a good defensive coordinator in Lou Anarumo. And he knows how to stop this Chiefs offense and keep them contained. That's why Lou Anarumo definitely will get head coaching interviews when the Bengals season ends. Hopefully that will be in February. I want to keep Lou as defensive coordinator, but I just have a feeling that he's going to be a head coach somewhere next year. Selfishly, I want him to stay here. Lou is that good, that good of a defensive coordinator. One of the best coordinator adjustments in the NFL when it comes to, Cave, okay, if his unit doesn't do so well in the first half, the second half, it's a different story. That happened in these meetings against the Chiefs. Held him, held this team to three points in the first meeting and then in the AFC title game. Yes. The Bengals, they're contenders, and they're Super Bowl contenders, and you guys just got to fucking like it. I'm talking to the haters that will find any way to discredit this night, Bengals. Well, they're only playing the Panthers and the Falcons and the Steelers. Okay. They beat the Titans, which everyone thought the Tennessee Titans were going to bully the Bengals. Because the Titans saw a physical team, they got Derrick Henry. Their defense is nasty. Going to get to Burrow. They probably might sack him twelve times because they sacked them nine times in a divisional playoff game. And look what the Bengals did—they won. They bullied the Titans in their home field. And then here comes the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs have had this game circled December fourth at Paycor Stadium, four twenty-five p.m. In Cincinnati, national audience, we're gonna get the Bengals. This is a revenge game. We're gonna get these fuckers. And then the Bengals are saying, okay, watch this. And the Bengals won. Bengals made a statement in this game against the Chiefs, round three. So, what to all? I, I just feel those Bengals haters, for some reason, they're still talking. And the, the Chiefs fans. Some of them on social media, especially on Twitter last night, some were actually giving the Bengals credit. They were like, you know what? Fuck, Joe Burrow has a number. Fuck, this team just knows how to beat us. And some of them are really salty. And some are still blaming the refs in this game. And I'm just like, you do realize the Bengals Bengals left some points out there in the field. You're lucky this game was only a three-point Lost for you guys because the Bengals could have won this game by 10 or more points if you look at it because they did left a lot of points out there in the field. So, to the Bengals haters, keep talking. Like, I, I'm not going to engage in conversation with you guys because you guys are just so ignorant because you just hate that the Bengals are good. Face it, they're going to make the playoffs. And definitely, they're a dangerous team that can definitely make it back to the Super Bowl. Get over it. So, in the NFL, there's tier one of teams, okay? Tier one for mine are the Super Bowl contenders, okay? You got the Eagles, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, and you got the Bengals, and then you got the Cowboys. And you're saying, the Cowboys, Jesse, what about the Vikings? Well, the Cowboys destroyed the Vikings by like 3,000 points a couple of weeks ago. I think the Vikings are a good football team, but I just don't trust them. Then again, this is the same person that picked the Minnesota Vikings in their preview page, preview podcast before the season. I picked the Vikings to make it to the NFC title game. Yes, I should probably stick with my pick, but I think the Cowboys are better than the Vikings. So, those are my tier one Super Bowl contender teams Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys. Okay? Anybody else they guys think? You know, if the 49ers didn't lose Jimmy Garoppolo because he's out for the season, because he hurt his foot against the Dolphins yesterday in a victory, I just think that's a, that's a killer because Trey Lance, first game of the year, breaks his ankle out for the year. Now you don't have Jimmy G, and now you have a quarterback who was Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft last year. they usually the last pick of the NFL draft. They call that person Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know his name, but the Niners are playing good football right now. And it sucks that Jimmy G is out for the year because I would have put them in the Tier 1 Super Bowl contenders on my list. So... That sucks for them. But those are that's my tier one. All right. Let's go to this game. Let's recap this game, okay? Let's go with the positives because there's a lot of positives in this game. And you're probably saying, were there negatives? Yeah, there's some negatives. We'll talk about that later. But here are my positives. So the Chiefs won the toss, and they deferred to the second half. So you know what? I'm like thinking, perfect, give us the ball. And the Bengals got the ball. What an opening touchdown drive. It was so... Perfect. It took 11 plays, 75 yards, took 6 minutes and 11 seconds off the clock. Joe Burrow, quarterback run of 5 yards. Ooh, that drive was just beautiful. P. Ryan was involved early, and then Joe Burrow was just throwing dimes over linebackers and cornerbacks. It was such a statement drive that honestly, when I was watching the game, I was like, oh shit, this team mean business. And when the Bengals score first, when the Bengals get a lead, I feel so much com- i feel so confident that they're going to hold this lead. Now I knew it was going to be difficult yesterday because you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're a damn good football team. So I knew that it could go back and forth between those teams. But that was such a huge, huge, huge statement right there by the Bengals' offense, which is going to punch you in the mouth. Run. Pass, boom, Joe Burrow runs it in, touchdown, 7-0 Bengals. Absolute perfect. And then the Chiefs, with their first offensive drive, the Bengals' defense hold them to three points. I thought that was big because the Chiefs were driving. They were moving the ball, running the ball well. I knew the Chiefs' game plan was they weren't going to throw 50 times. I believe they learned from last year, especially in the AFC title game, that dropping back and throwing 40-plus times, you're not going to win. You're not going to do that against this Bengals' defense. So I knew they were going to mix it up with McKinnon and Potashio. And they were moving the football. And I am thinking, oh, shit, this could be a shootout. And DJ Readers batted a ball on the line of scrimmage. Where Mahomes, it looked like he had someone open for a touchdown. On third and three from the eight. That was huge. Held the Chiefs to a field goal. Also on that batter ball, Mike Hilton almost had an interception. But Mahomes tackled him just as when Hilton was about to grab that. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit. He was so close to that interception. That was really, really, really good instinct by Mahomes right there. But the Bengals held the Chiefs to three points on their first offensive drive of the game. I thought that was big. I talked about T. Higgins. T. Higgins was good today or yesterday. And you're thinking, well, he only had three catches for 35 yards and a touchdown reception, Jesse. Well, okay. We'll talk about his third and 11 catch later. But on a Bengals' second offensive drive, he caught a touchdown pass where was third down Burrow found Higgins. And Higgins just continued to drive his feet Stretched the ball in the pot. the ball into the end zone. Touchdown. 14 3 Bengals. T Higgins has been good over the past month. Ever since Jamar Chase went out with the injury these four games, T stepped up. He he really has. And we all talk about T Higgins as being a potential number one receiver in any NFL roster. He is. And he can be. But I'm so glad he's with the Bengals. So he's been one of the sense during this Bengals winning streak run. So, Griffith T, can we talk about Samaje Piran, guys? Like, this man, one of the sense as well for this team during this winning streak. Like, I can't get enough of what Samaje Piran has done. Joe Mixon has been out dealing with a concussion, but let's just talk about Samaje Piran. In this game, right, we found out, I think it was... Sunday morning that Joe Mixon did not clear protocol for, the, for his concussion that he had. I think it occurred during the Steeler game in the first half. But Samajay Piran in this game, 21 carries, 106 rushing yards, 5 yards per carry. He also had 6 catches for 49 yards, including a nasty-ass stiff arm. He had a nasty-ass stiff arm against the Titans, the first offensive play of the game last Sunday in Tennessee. This man's killing it, and his stats during this winning streak in four games. Right, two hundred and forty-five rushing yards, one touchdown run. This is crazy. Two hundred and seventy-one receiving yards in three touchdowns. All those three touchdowns happen in the Steeler game in Pittsburgh. So, I know all the bashing we all did to Samajid Piran last year, and especially in the Super Bowl. And like, like I said in the podcast. We owe him an apology. We all do. So I want you all to say your sorries to him. I don't know if he has any social media. He might have an Instagram. But I I already apologized to him. But Samajay Piran, you have been so good. And when Joe Mixon returns, he's still going to play a big role in their offense. So Mixon will get majority of carries, obviously. There's no running back debate. I want to clear this with people. There is no running back debate. There is no running back controversy, okay? When Joe Mixon's healthy, he is the starting running back of the Cincinnati Bengals, and I want to clear that with you guys. I thank you guys. Some of you Bengals fans are so caught up in the moment of what P. Ryan's doing, and he's been great, and I love it, but he is running back too. And Joe Mixon is running back one, okay? Just want to get that out there. Because, Jesus, you guys really are... (sighs) You guys are crazy when it comes to these, you know, wild takes. Joe Mixon is the Bengals' running back. And if he's healthy for this week's game against the Cleveland Browns, and he clears protocol, and he's practicing hopefully on Wednesday, then he is going to be... The starting running back on Sunday. Okay, so stop it. Piran has been great. He's still gonna be a major piece in this Bengals offense. So when Mixon needs a rest, plug in Samaj Piran. Joe Burrow likes throwing Piran in the cat in the receiving game. He's gonna be out there. Bengals have two weapons in running backs with Mixon and Piran, but. P. Ryan is not going to be the starting running back when Joe Mixon's healthy. That's not happening. So let's know. So stop it. All right? But shout out to Somajid Ryan. He's been playing so great. And I'm just really happy for him because he's a pro's pro's. He does his job well. And that's all we want is it's just for somebody to just know his role. And he knows his role. And he also is one of the best pass-blocking running backs in the NFL. And, man, he does a mean, stiff arm, like I said. Whew, Jesus. All right, the return of Jamar Chase. Missed the last four games with a fractured hip. And he could have played against the Titans, but the Bengals said, you know what, let's give Jamar Chase one more week. And that was huge. Because in this game, Jamar Chase, he looked healthy. Seven catches, 97 yards, including a long of 40 yards. He also had a taunting penalty. And the reason why is when T. Higgins scored that touchdown, Jamar Chase saw Justin Reed, you know, safety, cornerback, I don't know what position he is, doesn't really matter. He saw him because Justin Reed was talking a little bit-ish last week. He confused Hayden Hurst with T. Higgins, or T. Higby, as he says, which I call bullshit. He knew what he was talking about. But Justin Reed did apologize because um, Bengals did take that personal and they did rough him up because you know he caught a stiff arm of Samaje Piron. Yep, that was the guy who got stiff arm. Justin Reed who talks. So when you talk, karma does happen, and karma is a bitch. But <laughs> after T. Higgins touchdown. Jamar saw Justin. He did the whole money thing. (laughs) Flowing money in the face. And I was just like, oh, my God. As I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's going to be a tiny penalty. And then Zach Taylor. i never seen Zach Taylor that irate. I think the last time I saw Zach Taylor really mad was his first season when the Bengals played in Buffalo after a shitty call that went against the Bengals. That was the last time I saw Zach Taylor really fired up. Like, really mad. He was pissed at Jamar. And Jamar just needs needs to not do that anymore because say if a, say if a Chiefs player got into face again and he gets a foul, that's it. He, he would have been rejected, ejected from this game. So I'm glad that he was able to produce in this game, in his first game back. But let's just control the emotions. I get it. I don't think that will happen again. But yeah, that's a no-no. But I laughed because I was just like, it didn't really hurt the Bengals when it comes to field position because the Chiefs didn't really take advantage of it. So, but I'm glad Jamar's back. He had a nice 40-yard reception where he caught it, cut to the right, and then once he was, he was about to get out of bounds, <laughs> leaped over the and I'm like, all right, he's back. And then he had a, a sick one-handed catch that obviously was out of bounds because he, he didn't get his feet in. Well, he got the first foot down, but he didn't, he didn't get the second foot, but holy shit. He snagged that ball one-handed like it was nothing. I was like, yo, Jamar, chill, bro. So I'm glad he's back. He's healthy, guys. He's 100%. He's back to being Jamar, Jamar Chase. Also, can we please give Chris Evans a standing ovation? I'm doing it right now. Chris Evans, a guy that we probably haven't heard his name in like ever. Because the Bengals don't use him. And I don't know what he's done to not allow them to use him in anything. When it comes to getting carries as a running back. Getting receiving plays. I mean, he's there at kick return. But that's that's pretty much it. That's the majority of the reps Chris Evans gets. But in this game, he gets in the field. Bengals are driving. Eight minutes left of the game. Third down from the 10-yard line. Joe Burrow found Chris Evans underneath for an eight-yard touchdown reception. The go-ahead touchdown was caught by Chris Evans. Yes, I know plenty of you guys had that in your predictions that Chris Evans was going to catch a touchdown in this game. In that magnitude of that game, <laughs> during that spot of the game where the Bengals were down four and they needed a touchdown. They didn't they, they I believe that if they didn't get that touchdown, would they would have gone for it? No, they probably would have kicked the field goal because it would have made it 24-23. But still, good for Chris Evans. Like I was really happy for him. I was like, holy shit, that's Chris Evans. So good for him. And I <laughs> I don't I'm not getting my hopes up that they're gonna use him more. These next five games, uh, maybe, maybe that the, the coach is like, oh, shit, he cut that pass. OK, maybe he might use him more in offense. I hope. I hope. But I don't like I said, I just don't think that's going to happen, but I'm glad he got his moment right there. So good for Chris Evans. Good for him. Jermaine Pratt, guys, is a well, he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL. He's having a career year. His fourth fumble recovery on Travis Kelsey in the fourth was pretty much the turning point of the game. So the Chiefs were up 24-20. Literally just started the fourth quarter. 14 minutes, six seconds left. It was second and eight. Mahomes found Kelsey for a gain of 19 yards. Three players are trying to wrap around him because he's such a big target trying to get him to the fucking ground. So 19 yards to the 45-yard line. And Jermaine Pratt was just trying to strip the ball, and he stripped the ball out of his hands. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought the whistle was blowing because there were so many players trying to wrap around and fucking tap and ch- trying to tackle Kelsey because he's such a big dude. No whistle. Jermaine Pratt strips the ball out of Kelsey's hands. The referees signal, fumble, Bengals ball. I'm like, Hello. Wait a minute. What? And I'm like, there we go. Here we go. That's the play of the game right there. The Bengals capitalized it, and they did. So good for Jermaine Pratt. He's having, like I said, a career year. Boy, was that play huge. Such a huge play. My goodness. Because I truly believe that if Kelsey doesn't fumble and the Chiefs get the first down there, which they did until crap, stripped the ball away from Kelsey, but if the Chiefs kept that drive going and they say, let's say that they scored a touchdown there, it would have been 31-20 and I just really think that was ball game. Now, I would have doubt that the Bengals would have made a comeback because the Bengals' offense was moving well during this game, but damn, down 11, it just really, it was, it was going to be a tall order if the Bengals were down double digits in the fourth quarter. But what a play by Jermaine Pratt. What a play. What do they call him, GP money or G money? Yeah, good for him. Joseph Osiah, a name that we, we've heard a little bit during the season. Remember last year, he blew out his knee in the preseason game, in the first preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he was lost for the season. This year, we thought, okay, he's going to make a big impact. On this team. You've heard his name. He's made some plays where, like, oh, okay, He saw some flashes of why the Bengals drafted him in the third round out of Texas. But he had one of the biggest, one of the biggest defensive plays in the game, other than Pratt's force from Ron Kelsey, but this was number two right here. So he sacked Patrick Mahomes on third and three from the Bengals 33. it, it was a negative four loss of yardage. Why that play was big, it was because, after that sack, Mahomes was limping. I think either it was his foot or his ankle. I truly believe that if the che say if Mahomes didn't get hurt on that play and he was limping off the field, it would have been fourth and seven. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs would have went for it. I'm not sure, but they went for a field goal try instead with Harrison Butker. And he missed it from 55 yards out. <clears throat> so, Osiah had his biggest sack of his career right there. So, good for him. He gets a standing ovation for that play as well. So, well done. Well done. All right. Let's talk about Joe Burrow's ice cold throw to T. Higgins on 3rd and 11 to seal the win. <clears throat> I don't know how Burrow threw that ball into that tight-ass window that he had. Like, and he was getting pressure in his face as well. I thought he was going to get sacked. Chief defender comes all the way from the right hand, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to get sacked. Nope. Throws a dime to T. Higgins. T. Higgins made a great catch as well. But I was like, holy shit. Like, Joe Burrow, like, stop it, man. He is just too good before that play I didn't understand why the Bengals were trying to run a passing play it was second and 4 2 minutes and 5 seconds left run the damn ball you have the 2 minute warning you come out at a 2 minute warning it would have been third third and 3 maybe still third and 4 yards to get the first down to seal the victory instead Burrow should have just thrown the ball away, and he took the sack. So, it made it third and 11. I'm just like, no, why, Zach? Why are you calling that play? <clears throat> but, whew, they weren't going to run the ball. I think Joe Burrow said in the huddle, I think T Hegan said after the game, that Joe Burrow said in the huddle, uh, are we going to run or pass? And Burrow's was like, we're fucking passing. Well, he didn't say fucking, but maybe, I don't know. He said, we're passing the ball. Ice cold Joe. so good, so good. If you guys haven't seen that throw I've, I've watched that I've watched that throw an eleven throw a lot of times because it was so good, so good. So good for Joe. Um Speaking of Joe Burr, let's continue to talk then because he's so good. In this game, Burr was 25 for 31 for 286 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. A QB rating of 126.6. Holy shit, that's really good. He also ran the ball for 11 carries for 46 yards, including that touchdown run in the opening drive. During this winning streak, Joe Burrow's numbers have been unbelievable in these four games. He has 1,117 yards passing, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, He better be an MVP candidate, especially after this game. (coughs) Like, he needs to be up there with Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. Joe Burrow's name needs to be there when it comes to being an MVP candidate. So far this year, Joe Burrow has 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions only, 3,446 passing yards, completion percentage of 69.1, and a QB rating of 103.7. Also, dude has five rushing touchdowns. So, Joe Burrow has 30 total touchdowns to eight interceptions. You take away the Pittsburgh game where he had four interceptions, five total turnovers. Take away that first game, all right? Burrow has 23 touchdowns to four interceptions. That's a six-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. Wow. That's just crazy. That's just unbelievable, guys. Oh, my gosh. And this man doesn't turn the ball over at all, okay? Turnover-worthy play since week four, 0.6% for Joe Burr. Number one in the NFL. He doesn't turn the ball over. So I know a lot of people will be like, whenever the Bengals do a play-action pass and Burr's trying to look deep, if, if nothing's there... He'll just short pass it to P. Ryan or Mixon. He's not going to force it. He's not going to do that. Because he's that smart of a quarterback. I think you guys are probably like, well, he needs to take more chances. No, he's being smart. He's being smart. He's trying to keep possessions for his team. That's how good that man is. So, Joe Burr is an MVP candidate quarterback. And he's the best quarterback Hands down in the AFC North. I can't believe it coming into the season that some people had Joe Burrow as the third best quarterback in the division because people had Lamar Jackson as number one and then Deshaun Watson number two. Damn, disrespect some of you guys have. I'm sorry, Predator as, as number one, Predator as number two, and then Lamar Jackson number one. Had to clean that up. <clears throat> but way to go. Joe Burrow is just. He's that good, guys, and he's only going to continue to get better, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder. he He's always been playing that ever since he was in high school. Respect that man, okay? Respect this man, because he's going to tear you apart. Chiefs fans are like saying that Joe Burrow is almost like Tom Brady. It's like, we can't fucking beat this guy. He has that Tom Brady-esque to him, that Joe Montana-esque to him as well, too. That man has really changed the city, guys. He really has. Like, I just can't believe that we—he's our quarterback. Like, it's almost like a dream. Like, I want to cry, but I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Thank you, and thank you, Bengals, the 2019 season. Thank you for not fucking up that Miami Dolphins game, the last game of the year. If the Bengals would have lost. If the Bengals would have won that game. That would have cost us Joe Burrow. Like, why are we trying to win? But thank God. I had PTSD at times watching the ending of that game because the Dolphins were up by 19 points in the fourth quarter with about, like, five minutes to go, and they blew it and sent the game to overtime. But thank God the Bengals did not win that game. So that's why I'm so appreciative of just having Joe Burr here. Oh, mm. Burrow 316, as they say, John 316 in the Bible. Burrow 316. Also, can we talk about Leroy? Remember, I talked about him earlier in this podcast. The job he's done against Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense has been unbelievable in these three meetings. First game, Mahomes was 26 for 35 for 259 passing yards, two touchdowns in the AFC title game. Twenty-six for twenty. Twenty-six for thirty-nine. Two hundred and seventy-five passing yards. Three touchdowns. Two picks. Week thirteen. This is yesterday's game. Mahomes was sixteen for twenty-seven for two hundred and twenty-three passing yards. One touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown as well. Louie Ann just is really good. <laughs> He's such a good defensive coordinator. And the Chiefs wanted to run the ball in this game last night. So that's why Mahomes' passing yards was low. But the Bengals still did a great job of not allowing a lot of explosive plays. They allowed two, but that was pretty much it. There was not a lot of, like, 20-plus yard gainage from the passing. Run game defense wasn't the best, but still. You hold Travis Kelsey... The best tight end in the league to no catches and only one target in the first half. And overall in the game, only four catches for 56 yards. Lou, Lou, Lou. And credit to the players as well. And during these three meetings, the Bengals come up clutch with either clutch defensive plays or clutch turnovers. I don't think a lot of people are talking about the play that Von Bell made in the first game right before halftime. Chiefs are up 28-17, and they're looking for more. Mahomes throws a dart, a deep pass to Tyreek Hill. It looked like Hill was going to catch the ball, but the last second, Von Bell dots the ball out of Hill's hands. That saved points right there, because that would have got the Chiefs in Butker's field goal range. They could have kicked a field goal. It would have been 31-17, and we definitely could have been having a whole different conversation right now. So that was a huge play by Von Bell, and then B.J. Hill's interception in the AFC title game. Bengals have scored ten in a row. Chiefs' offense was wavering in the second half, and then Mahomes tried to go cute, trying to throw a little, you know, quick pass, and then Hill batted up in the air, picks it off himself, and the Bengals score a touchdown there, score a two point conversion, tie game, and then Von Bell's interception in overtime. Jesse Bates with the, the with the batted deflection in the hands of Brown Bell, and then we got Pratt's fumble, and then we got Joseph Osia's sack. So in these games, the Bengals defense comes up clutch when it comes to turnovers and defensive plays. So this is why I don't want Lou to leave. He is such a damn good defensive coordinator. I'm selfish. I oh, know I'm very selfish. <laughs> That was a lot of positives, and it's well-deserved. Now, negatives. Well, let's see. The Bengals left a lot of points out there. Kansas City's lucky that this wasn't a 10-point loss or more. Like I said, I talked about the run defense. It wasn't the best. The Chiefs ran the ball for 138 yards coming into the game. The Chiefs were dead last in the running game. So that was kind of annoying, but I'm glad we got the victory. That's all that matters. Tyler Boyd's drop, touchdown. I I wasn't yelling when that happened. I just had my hand above my head, and I was like, did that just really happen? Like, Tyler Boyd, he doesn't drop passes. We all remember the Super Bowl drop he had, that critical drop on third down. That could have kept the Bengals drive going. Who knows? That could have been a clincher. But, damn. Damn, damn, damn. I know he didn't lose in the lights. He just dropped it completely and I'm just like, no But he had a he had a clutch clutch catch in the Bengals. I believe it was a touchdown drive, yeah. That touchdown drive that had Chris Evans catching that pass from Joe Burr on third down. So I'm glad that Joe Burr went back to Tallaboyd even when he dropped that touchdown pass. Ugh then Hayden Hurst Unfortunately, he got hurt in the first quarter. Like he was, I I, I felt he had a, he had like two catches, but I felt like he was about to cook the cheese. And he hurt his calf. So hopefully Hayden will be okay. Hopefully he will be available for the Browns game on Sunday. And then we got the fourth and one at the goal line, running a Jep sweep play to Trenton Taylor, trying Trenton Taylor. I really believe that Joe Burr checked out of the original play and decided to go with that. Honestly, it would have been a touchdown. But Carlos Dunlap, the former Bengal, read that play great. Made a great play. Tackled Taylor for a loss of three yards. Chiefs hit the ball. That was big right there. Because the Bengals would have scored. They would not went up 21-10. <clears throat> so the Bengals left points out there in this game. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I really talked about passing the ball on second and four with two minutes and five seconds left of the game. The Chiefs have no timeouts, and you have the two-minute warning in your pocket. And instead, the Bengals took a sack right there, and I said that Joe Burr obviously shouldn't have thrown the ball away, but that play should never have been called at all. But third and 11 happened, Burr-Higgins ball game. So that's pretty much my negatives, and that's good. That's a damn good thing. Also, I got to give a shout-out to the offensive line. Offensive line has been killing it lately. First six games, they allowed 21 sacks. The last six, 13 sacks. Joe Burrow was only sacked one time in this game. And Cordell Volson was huge in this game. Fourth-round pick out of South Dakota State. What a What a pick. What a pick. And I think that's the reason why the Bengals drafted Bolston. And he's just continuing to get better and better as the season goes along. So I'm happy for Cordell because he deserves it. Him, Karras, Kappa, Collins, and Williams. They all had a great game. And people say, Jonah? Jonah had a penalty on him. Well, yeah, but I think Jonah played well. I thought he did. So good for the offensive line. And... If this Bengals offline continues to play well, Joe Burrow is going to continue to cook. That's why he's playing the way Joe Burrow is playing right now, like an MVP. It's because his own line is giving him time. And Joe Burrow said it after the post game, after the game, in this post game news conference that my own line is playing off the chance. They are. They're playing their asses off, as he says. When you give that man time, he's going to cook. And that's what he's been doing. So well down O-line. You deserve a standing ovation for that. I've been very critical of the Bengals O-line. Especially in the first two games of the season. But since the Cleveland debacle, they've been cooking. They have been. All right. Bengals are now eight and four. And the Denver Broncos, thanks for nothing, you motherfuckers, because they were playing the Ravens yesterday. And Lamar Jackson left the game with a knee injury. Thankfully, it's not gonna be season injuries a season-ender, so Lamar Jackson hopefully will be back probably this week for the Ravens. I want him to be healthy. I like Lamar Jackson. I just hated the way the organizations treat that man. But the Ravens ended up winning that game against Denver because Denver has no offense, and Tyler Huntley, the Ravens' backup quarterback, stepped in, led them to a game-winning touchdown drive. So the Ravens are 8-4, and same with the Bengals, so they're still... First place in the division because they have the head to head win and also have the better division record. Honestly, I'm not really worrying about the division right now. I'm just worrying about the Bengals just continuing to win games and the division will take care of itself. Obviously, I want the Bengals to be playing a home game in the playoffs. I do, but got to take care of what's in front of you. So, the Bengals' next five games you got the Browns at home this Sunday, you got at Tampa Bay, at New England, back to back. And then you have the Bells and Ravens at home at Paycour Stadium to round up the season. Listen, the Bengals have to beat the Browns. They need to. The Browns have won eight of nine. Joe Burr is 0-4 against the Browns in his career. The Bengals, for some reason, they get up for the, the big games against the Chiefs, the Titans. They get up for those games. But for some reason, when we play the Browns, we don't look like an NFL team at times. And I'm just like, this needs to stop. And the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders. But as Super Bowl contenders, you have to beat the teams that you should beat. Now, this Browns game coming up this Sunday, I really don't know what's going to happen. But I know the Bengals, we, they want to they write the script. They really do. And I think they're, at this point, I think Joe Burrow is taking this game against the Browns this week very personal. And as a fan, me too. Because fuck the Browns. Fuck what they've been doing with the whole situation with their Predator quarterback. Fuck him too. Fuck the Browns fans in general. Fuck them. Fuck Cleveland. You have to beat them. You can't lose the Browns again. With the team that you have right now. And the way you're rolling right now, you don't lose to this Browns team at all. The Browns have good players on their team. They do. They're not a slouch. But fuck, man. You got to beat them. You have to. So Bengals-Browns Sunday at 1 p.m. Get this win. You get to 9-4. and 4. You got four games left of the season. You only probably have to win only one or two games to be in the playoffs. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. All right, guys, that is it. This has been a good-ass podcast, and I'll talk to you guys after the Browns game on Sunday, and hopefully I'll be talking about finally being the Browns for the first time in, like, God knows, forever, but the first time in Joe Burrow's era here in Cincinnati. So, yeah, it's a good time to be a Bengals fan, and you guys that attended the game last night at Pecor Stadium, you guys were loud. I heard it from the TV you can just feel that the city is now like, I mean, obviously, they, after last year, after the Super Bowl run, it's like, it's the energy has always been high with the city ever since that. But I think with the Chiefs coming to town, the rematch, part three, all the national media hype of this game, and it lived up to the hype, and now with the Bengals winning against the Chiefs for the third straight time, oh, Cincinnati's on fire right now, and the city's buzzing and you have the Cleveland Browns coming into town. And you know the Browns have won eight of nine. It's time to time to wrap the script off that. It's time to end that shit. And hopefully we will. Alright guys. I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good rest of your week. And hooday i I'm out. Peace.